This episode of The Taylor Stevens Show is brought to you by listeners, readers, and patrons. If you'd like to learn how to support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com slash taylorstevens. Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of kick-ass international thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell. We are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, we are recording this episode on the last Friday before Memorial Day, and I have had three people this week ask me, what are you doing for the holiday weekend? And every time I have to remind myself there's a holiday weekend coming up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that normally is me too, but it just so happens that this particular one, like the first one out of 10 years of holiday weekends, I'm actually getting together with friends and doing something. Oh, I'm not cool. going to be home. So um, this is like, oh, I'm actually doing this the real way now. <laughs> well, we have not ever, not ever, I won't say that, but we for the last decade, we haven't done anything on Memorial Day. Or, or that weekend, because Julie's always been involved since the boys were in service, has always been involved with the local city of Naples official Memorial Day celebration. So she's always completely busy from like six in the morning until two uh, doing Memorial Day things. So we can never like go away and do that. So yeah. for us, Memorial Day is all about Memorial Day. And it's not just a weekend. So I never even think of it as, oh, it's a three-day weekend. We could go somewhere. We could do something, and it'll be fun. It's, 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 it is what it is. It, it's, a, right, it's, a, right. it's a holiday where we remember. And uh, for Julie, it's a, just a super busy day. And it's really hot down here. Probably is really hot in Texas as well by Memorial Day. It, it's getting there. I mean, we, this year we had a big, huge heat dome sit over us that made the temperatures really hot compared, like, we should be getting that temperature in August and we're getting it already in May, but it's like now it's back down towards normal, <laughs> normal hotness, which is nice. But the I think the reason that you're bringing up the whole Memorial Day thing has to do with this show, right? Like we are going to do something different today. We sure. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, what we're doing today <laughs> is I'm, I'm just telling, telling, the reason we're doing this show today is that we di- we don't have a lot of time. It's a little bit of a like a it's a holiday weekend episode, so it's a Taylor tale instead of we're not digging into a lot of writing advice here. Where Taylor is telling us a tale, and then next week we'll be back with our more normal episode. Yes, in in anticipation of like, hey, I'm not going to be here. We need to speed this up. Yes. So I'm going to tell you a story that. I've done this once before. We had one episode a while ago where I walked you down the nightmare rabbit hole of how many bazillion steps it took to get those magnets printed for the the book cover magnets. And I have another tale of woe (laughs) to to tell you about my experience is only entertaining in hindsight. And so I am going to tell you this tale and it has to do with banking. And it was an absolute nightmare until resolution. 
And the only reason I'm even able to tell this without my head exploding (laughs) is because it has since been resolved. I don't know if I just ruined the punchline with that, but I don't like the suspense of dying and waiting to find out what happened. So I gave you the end first. So anyway, I had a bank account with a bank that at this point in time shall be remain nameless. Uh, I had a couple accounts with them and the bank went through a merger. And I've had this happen before in my banking life. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has at some point in another had a bank get acquired by another bank. But in the past, whenever that's happened, it's always been a fairly seamless experience where you almost don't even notice what's happening. And then just gradually your branches shut and or they've been renamed or whatever. In this case, the merger just was like a a nuclear bomb under the water, which is one and everything just collapsed in on itself. And it started with, you know, the notifications that we're going to be merging. Okay, no big deal. And then the letters, we're going to be, uh, all your account numbers are going to be changing. And that is a big deal because when you've got like auto bill payments and all this stuff set up that automatically just takes care of so you don't have to deal with it, then that now has to be, you have to go back and just who, how many, you know, Sometimes it's not in your banking account system that the auto payments are coming. You have them set up separately with the company and they just draft it out of your account and keeping track, like, who do I need to contact so I don't have, you know, insurance plans get canceled or whatever. It's not a small thing to have to go through and handle all of that, especially for someone like me that the whole reason I put it on auto so I didn't have to deal with it because I don't have the brain power and the capacity to constantly keep up with that. And when I don't, then that's when everything starts falling apart. So, okay, that was the one thing. Then that meant also that the online interface and everything was changing and it was going from being a real easy to use, very user-friendly, intuitive system to just a bunch of excuse my French bullshit. (laughs) I just like, that was strike two. And then strike three was, oh, and now your um, uh, no fee checking is going to be charged fees. Like your accounts that you weren't paying fees on before, now, unless you have a minimum balance in there, it's going to have fees added to them. And in some ways, that's not a big deal. But in other ways, it is because now I got to constantly be mindful that I always have enough money in that account for you know stuff and it's just one more thing and so I was like that's it I'm done like you're already making me go through all the work to change all my auto draft stuff I might as well just start with another bank that is not a bunch of bull crap like you guys are being right now so I opened another account other accounts with another bank everything was fine there and in the meantime since the whole auto draft thing was time-consuming, I started doing that slowly, like as it was coming up. And I left the accounts in both banks because there was this grace period on how long it would be before they started billing you if you were under that 
minimum balance. So, okay, fine. Well, end goal is to close those accounts and transfer over to this new bank that I love much better. But in the meantime, I'll keep both bank accounts open so that I have time to gradually get this transition going without all the immediately throwing my life into chaos stress. Okay. So that was fine. And then the account balances were getting lower and lower in the old bank. So I emptied one of them into the other with the intent that I would have just one last remaining account with that bank and close everything else until that account had been drained and I'd had a chance to move all the auto things over to the new bank. So all the other accounts are empty. So I have, I'm down to two now. And there's only one account that still has money in it. Everything else is zero. And because dealing with people on the phone is very stressful for me, I opted to use their in-app online feature where you can talk with somebody and they'll do what they can do um, virtually. And so I said, you know, I have two accounts with you. One of them has a zero balance. I want to close the zero balance account, only the zero balance account. And you guys might think that for the sake of this story, I'm overemphasizing my emphasis on those things. But this is really how it happened because I've had so much bad experience. I'm sure we all have with customer service people who are either in a hurry or don't understand the system or whatever, getting it wrong. And I was doing my absolute best to make sure that there would be no room for question or error or mistake. Very clearly, I have two accounts. I only want to close one. I want to close the account with the zero balance. And here is the account number for that account. And the chat person says, sure, no problem. We can do that here in the chat. Here's a form that we need you to fill out so that you can, we can have authorization to close your account. So they put the form into this system. Very basic. All it wants is name, account number, your authorization that they can close the account. Simple. So I check, I double check, I triple check the account numbers to make sure A, I'm giving them the correct account number, that the account number is accurate, that the um, there's no typos, no nothing. And I say, here's your, your form, I've submitted it. And they go, great, we're going to close that account now. And I think, wonderful, that was easy. Don't have to deal with anything more. Cross it off my to-do list. But part of my to-do list thing is, always double check that they actually did it. Customers say the state of customer service today. <laughs> so two days later, I'm looking at my to-do list and I go, ah, I've got 10 minutes to kill here before I got to head out for whatever appointment. Let me just double check real quick that everything is in order. I can cross this over my list and never have to think about it again. And I go into the account and the account that had $0 in it is still there the one that I had asked them to close. And the account that had the last of my money in it is not there. And immediately I think, well, crap, what, what the heck is going on here? So I go into the contact, you know, chat thing again. And I was like, hey, 
where's my account and where's my money? And obviously I'm not using that exact language. I'm being a lot more polite. And I understand in every single circumstance that the person on the other end, they're just an employee. They are doing their jobs. They don't need people yelling at them. They are not, they don't have any power except the very limited scope that the company has allowed them to have. So for the most part, no matter how angry I am, how upset I am at the way that a company's experience has been, I understand it is not the fault of the person that I'm speaking with. And I do my utmost to make sure they understand that any frustration that might be coming off of me is not towards them. It's very important to me that they understand that because I don't, the people who handle customer service are not paid very well. and it's it's not fair for them to be the the end of other people's frustrations and i don't want to do that to them and that might get missed as the story goes on so you know just keep that in mind here so i go back into this chat thing and i'm like what happened and the person who responded was very uh helpful slash apologetic and it says well it appears that account was closed and I said, well, I, how, how did this close? I came to this service asking for this specific account with this specific balance to be closed. How did they close the other one? I mean, this is a nightmare. And, and they said, well, uh, we don't know, <laughs> but we can get that count reinstated for you. It's no problem. Um, just just give me some time to, to talk with one of the other departments and we'll get this sorted out. And I was like, okay, okay, you know, just chill here. And while this is happening and I'm waiting for them, I'm like, well, can you explain to me what happens when an account gets closed that has a balance in it like this one was? And they said, oh, well, we automatically issue you a cashier's check. And I said, oh my God, where does that check go? And they said, well, we send it to the address that we have on file. I said, please do not do that. Because, well, I also asked, does it come with a tracking number or any way to, 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 to even know where this check went? And they, they're like, no, they just send it, stick it in an envelope and send it by US mail, which I don't just, I've had so many bad experiences with things getting lost and misdelivered. The last thing I need now is this money from an account that I didn't request to be closed, that got closed anyway, the money that's in it to be stuck in an envelope with a stamp and sent to me like cash, because that's what a cashier's check is. There's, it's just like sticking cash in the mail, no tracking, no nothing. And at this point I start to panic. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, please, please do not do that. Like it, however this happens, don't stick that in the mail and send it to me. The response came back. Don't worry. That's just a last case scenario. Um, I'm on the line now with the other department. This is not going to be an issue to get your account reinstated. Everything's going to be fine. Okay, fine. A few minutes later. Okay. We've got your account set back up. It should be there uh, within the next, you know, repopulate within the next 24 hours. Is there anything else you need? And I'm like, no, as long as that account is set up and everything's back to the way it was, we're good. So I signed back in a few hours later and the account's already there. And that's wonderful, except there's no money in it. And so I'm like, okay, 
They said 24 hours. So I'm going to give 24 hours. Maybe it just takes time or whatever. And the next morning, the money's still not there. I'm like, I'm not waiting 24 hours for this. So I get back on the chat with them and I was like, okay, here's what you said. Here's what happened. Where is this money? And every single time I'm talking with somebody else and every single time they're like, give me a second so that I can review the prior conversation. And the person that I had spoken with prior had said that they were heavily documenting this account with notes that anybody who got in here now would be able to see exactly what had happened and where the status of everything was. So now this is person number two or three or whatever that I'm talking to. And they go, oh, I see that uh, there's been an attempt to reactivate your account. Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and call this number here and they can help you since they're the department that's responsible for reactivation. By this time, my blood pressure is up and I'm just like, look, that is incorrect. This account has already been reactivated. And I was told by the prior customer service that the money would be back in it and the money is not there. So where is the money? And please look into this further. And then they come back and they say, oh, well, I see that you were very specific in not wanting to have a cashier's check sent to you, but that was done automatically the day the account was closed. So basically what this means is every prior conversation that I'd had up till now was a total lie and pointless. Like if that check was sent the day that the account was closed and there's no point in reopening the account, there's no money in it. It's just like, what? So now there's like, okay, we're sending you the check. And so at this point, I'm livid because not because A, this happened against my will. Like it just happened. And banks are, can close your account. They don't need your permission to close your account. But usually there's for a reason, lack of activity, uh, potential fraudulent things that are going through it, et cetera. They're not required to have a business relationship with you, but this was completely outside the standards of what's acceptable. And somebody closed the wrong account. And that triggered this cascade of events, which whoever's handling this is completely ignorant of because. They're telling me one thing, but this process is already on its own. It's automatic. It's happening. And I'm now five days into this and nobody even is reviewing. Like nobody knows. It's all right hand, left hand, um, tell you one thing, then something else. And so finally, you know, we get through a weekend, we get to Monday and I'm just like, <sighs> the check is still not here. And I, I know it hasn't been the full 10 business days or whatever. At this point, that's beside the point to me. I'm so angry that a business can do this to you. They do not know that I already have taken the precaution. Like I already set up another account. I had already begun this process. That is the only thing that saved me here. And they didn't know that. And they'd be like, oh, we're really sorry for this inconvenience. <laughs> this is not an inconvenience. If everything I had was tied to that account, they have just mushroom clouded my life. Can't pay bills. Can't do, I, cu I couldn't have even been able to put gas in the car. 
because there's no money in that bank account. And now they want me to wait 10 days for 10 business days for this check to arrive. So Monday rolls around and I'm on the phone with them going, this is insanity. I would like you to cancel that check and I will come into a bank and you can just give me my money or put it directly into my account. I don't care, but I don't want to be reliant on that check. And they're like, yes, but this is the process. And I'm like, you closed that account without my request, without without my permission. And they're like, oh no, that, that can't happen. That's impossible. And I'm like, don't tell me it's impossible. I'm living through it right now. And then it dawns on me. And I'm like, have you read the notes in the file? And they're like, oh, there's notes in the file? So at this point, head against the desk, just slam, 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 metaphorically speaking. So finally, this person, and this is, by now I've been escalated to a specialized department. And this person, after being an hour on the phone with them, and they were very helpful, they finally understood what was going on, very apologetic, not their fault at all. They say, okay, here's our options. We cannot cancel that check until the 10 days have passed. The systems will not let us do that unless you speak with an actual manager. But it takes 24 to 48 hours for that manager to call you back. Or I can try and set up with a bank branch that's in your area where you can go in and they can give you a line of credit to float you through this time period while you're waiting for the check. And even though I really didn't want to do that, I was like, okay, do that because at least there's some backup in case something happens to the check and it doesn't arrive. So I'm sitting there on hold 10, <clears throat> 10 or more minutes. And finally the guy comes back again. He's like, I'm really sorry. I've called the four branches that are closest to you. And every single one of them, the managers are out on vacation. Do you want me to keep going further and further away to try and find someone that has a manager that you can go to that bank and get that line of credit against the check that you're expecting? And by this point, I'm just like, no, never mind. I'm 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 done with there's nothing more that you can do for me and I'm very grateful to the person but it's the the banking system itself that had no room to bend on any of this not even when it was their own error so the next day the check arrives thankfully oh my god okay at least I know where that is in this grand scheme of things somebody didn't steal it out of the mailbox or whatever so now I have the, the option of what to do with it. And of course, I don't want to put that check back in the bank account with that bank. I want nothing more to do with that bank. They are so awful. But I did want to see what would happen if I walked into a branch to try and counter cash it. It's my money. It's a cashier's check. Technically, they should just be able to give me that money and then I could go drive it to the next bank and put it in an account. I wanted to see what would happen. So I take it to the bank and I go, here, I would like to cash this. And they look at it and they go, no, we can't do that. We don't have enough cash on hand for that. And I will just let you know that that check was in the four figures. It it was not a big check. 
it was not even in the upper four figures. And they're like, no, sorry, we can't cash that for you. If you want us to cash that, you need to call in advance and we will order the money and make sure that we have it here so we can give you this money. And I was just like, oh my God, that's it. That's I'm I'm so done. And so of course, the, I just took it to the next bank and I deposited it and that was the end of the story. But I am still so angry about this. And it's not even that I feel like I was personally mistreated or that, um, you know, oh, this disrupted my life so much. It was an inconvenience, truly. It wasn't like a disaster, but they don't know that. And that's what bothered me is that it wasn't a disaster for me because of where I was in the phase of already planning to switch banks. But what if I hadn't been? What if this had been the bank account of somebody who lived uh, lives paycheck to paycheck? and or somebody who has a lot of debts that they're paying in small amounts here or there, the, the credit card, the, the late fees, all the, the, the amounts that would have added up over this, that could have, for somebody in a more precarious financial situation, lost them their home, lost them their car, lost them, uh, I, just, I just can't even fathom it. And, and that it could so easily, so flippantly happen and that there's no process in place to deal with their own mistakes. I am just, just can't even put into words how angry that makes me because it is not fair. And it is not fair in the sense of you do everything right and you follow all the rules. But somebody on that other end with a click of the wrong button can totally mess up your life and there is nothing you can do about it. There is no recourse. You're not getting those late fees back. That, that They do not take responsibility for anything. And I am just this bundle of rage over it. I shouldn't be, but I am. And that's why I'm venting and telling you this story. So maybe I can let it go. Well, I hope this has been cathartic for you, <clears throat> Taylor. Barely. I'm going to have to write it up, too. Post it as a <laughs> post. Just <laughs> another 9,000 word short story. Yes, another 9,000 words. <laughs> All right. So that is our uh, Memorial Day <laughs> episode, week episode. Uh, we will be back with you again next week with what? Taylor, get, give us a little preview of what next week's episode is going We're to be. going to talk about character inconsistency, and I have a made-for-TV example to base it on. The Ooh, awesome. Dunks. All right. Thank you all very much for listening. We will be back with you again next Tuesday. A- and for commiserating. Commiserating is the word we're going for here. Right, yes, commiserating, not listening. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back in your ear next week. Thanks for being here, guys.